The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. We're ready to go. Uh, and Super Bowl is set and ready. And Brady's probably pretty depressed. But Brady, Ugh. I look at it this way. Your Bengals are not in it. That just saved you about $14,000. Not that you were going to spend that for tickets. You were going to try to barter and swindle. But fourteen grand is a hell of a fee to pay for the highest seat they got. I looked on Ticketmaster just a few minutes ago, and the cheapest ones I found were $6,900. And they were upper deck corner. You're not looking straight at anything. And uh, that's pretty. And then they had a GA ticket. I don't even know where that is. I guess that's in that red zone. That was like ten grand. Jesus. And you can look at. You, I guess you're standing the entire time. I'm not sure what they're setting up. You but. get a break if you're on the Super Bowl committee. No, you do five thousand dollars. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. It's yeah. not for the fans. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, the actual ticket cost is for like a season ticket holder. Usually they're about a thousand bucks, but they immediately go up on Ticketmaster. You're not getting any. You're not getting face value tickets at all. But yeah. So seven grand is probably about what you're paying right now. I watched the game with an Eagles fan yesterday, and I'm like, you're going, oh, I could never sit in a crowd like that. I could never sit with other, watch the Eagles with other people who, who may be cheering for the Chiefs. It would, uh, it would make me crazy, and I understand that completely, especially for $7,000. That is a ticket. So if you want to go with anyone, they got to kick in seven, or if your you know, spouse is wanting to tag along, that's fourteen grand out of the household. That's a lot. So and that's for the worst tickets, but you know what? You're fine. You can watch a Super Bowl, or I don't think uh, 
there's any chance. I, I, I think the Eagles are a lock on this one. I just, that defense is so 70-something sacks in the season. If it wasn't for the ghost, Devontae's perfect. I know. Well, that was crazy. And that poor guy, I don't know if you saw Osai. He, he yeah. had his, uh, he, at his press conference at the end of the game. He's the one who hit Patrick Mahomes. Hustle play. I looked at that like a complete hustle play. The guy was busting his ass trying to catch Patrick Mahomes. And right as he caught him, they were both out of bounds, and he gave him a shove. It's a, it's a legitimate flag. Everything about it was yep. good. But the dude, the dude didn't. He didn't perfect up. It just felt perfecty. He didn't screw yeah, that up. Yeah, he did. But hustle he just play. he knew he, he just you're. Well, he yep. was, it was just that moment where you're the, can't keep my hands on a foot and a half away from getting him, and then he's out and you hit him anyway. Uh, but afterwards, one of his teammates stood next to him, and it was the best press conference I've ever seen. He stood next to him, and he goes, "All right." And you ask any dumb questions, I'm shutting it down. Because <laughs> the poor dude was in, he was in tears. A wreck. He yeah. was done. And he's just sobbing. And then somebody would ask a question. He goes, not that one. That's dumb. Next. Ask about a question, bro. <laughs> and the guy was shutting down questions. It was great. No, poor bastard. I mean, I felt bad for him, but that, that's the breaks. And it took it from, it would have been a 60-yard field goal. Yep. Guy, Harrison Butker isn't, isn't hitting it. Well, that's if they, uh, they... Had one more play. They're not playing that. They had four seconds. Well, they yeah, had eight they, seconds. They had eight, but it would have been. Yeah, and they would. You're not taking that chance with no timeouts, and nah, you're not doing that. And you take a sack or whatever, you're kicking that thing from sixty, and it wouldn't have made it if it was the same kick you put up from forty two, because forty two doesn't make it by more than seven or eight yards. Uh, it was a good game though. Imagine the death threats in Cincinnati for Oh, and then Travis Kelsey throwing the. The mayor, that dumb mayor of Cincinnati wouldn't shut up all week anyway, and he oh, deserved it, but he bothered me. Know your lane and shut your mouth, jabroni. <laughs> Burrowhead. Yeah, calling it Burrowhead Stadium and saying, maybe we should get a DNA test for Joe Burrow to see if he's actually Patrick Mahomes' father. Now, this dude is just rattling. And I thought, well, I'm watching, I'm like, this dude's making some noise. I don't know if it's going to matter. Evidently, that's all the Chiefs talked about, because in the post game, they brought it up about eight times. So this was their the bulletin board. Afterwards. Yeah, this was their bulletin board. Everything that mayor said got under the skin of the Chiefs, and they couldn't wait to rub the, the Bengals' faces in it. So, and the mayor's come out and uh, walking back. Oh, I might have uh, talked to you. Know, just idiot. Yeah, and Travis Kelsey was absolutely right. Know your role. Stay in your lane. Shut your mouth, <laughs> jabroni. And then the other part where Travis Kelsey said the f word in the post game. Uh, you know, he shouted something to the crowd, and F word was in it. Afterwards, CBS issued an apology for the bad language, and then there were people online saying, "Why does this happen?" If you're if you're a big enough football fan to watch the post game trophy presentation, you're grows up enough to hear an errant cuss word. Let's not make CBS uh, like have to say, "We're so sorry that you heard such foul." And come on, you just watched. Uh, three hours of violence, probably six. You were probably in on the first one. You're watching the post game. There were children watching. Well, you know what? You just showed them men playing football, and you had 150 beer commercials in between. Get over the f bomb. Get over. The guy was just through the moon, excited. There's adrenaline everywhere. Nobody should be offended by a cuss word that slips by uh, because you know. Oh my God! I can't believe what just happened. I have to get online and complain. John, that just sets an example for these kids out here that hear that. that Good. <laughs> they cuss already. Your kids are assholes. I'll, let me break it to they you know. real fast. Your kids they know, know the words. Your kids already know them and say them. All of your kids do it. If they don't, they're kind of lame kids. They're just kind of... 
I was a lame kid who didn't cuss for no reason other than if I, I was always worried my dad could hear me. Welcome to the real world. Right. I mean, That's how people say things. It's not pretty. It's not good. But you're one of the lame ones. If You're one of the kids people are like always trying to make cuss. Like you just make cussing more. When you're, you were probably a non-cusser. When, I was. Like an out and out. I won't do it. I won't do it. I'll do it. If somebody said say the F word, I'd say it. But I wasn't using it in general conversation as a kid because I, I literally was scared my dad had some sort of recording device hidden inside my body. <laughs> and he'd listen to it at night and then come in my room and scream at me. If I cussed, so I didn't. But then I realized I was being stupid, and then I started swearing like crazy. I wasn't against it. But the kids that always, that you tried to make cuss on the bus and stuff, were, were always, and I grew up in Mormon, Arizona here, so it was, yeah. you did too. So it was always a couple, you're like, all right, you're doing this today. And you made cussing more important. By not cussing, you made it a bigger deal to all the kids to cuss in front of you. You heard it more, probably because you didn't cuss, than if you just did. Because we do it on purpose in front of like you're Brady. freaking right. Yeah, yeah. See, because <laughs> a guy like you is going to hear so many things. Just I'm going to I'm going to throw the worst bombs your direction to go. It's not that big a deal. It's sticks and stones, you baby. But it's crazy. And then uh, CBS is like, well, we have to apologize for that terrible language. I mean, Travis Kelsey, they're yuck. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. I just watched these. I know those dudes down on the field are losing their. I I read uh, it was the best thing in the Niners and Eagles game. Uh, Fox had a shot of the crowd, and there was a lady in a Niners jersey. And uh, it, it just right after the Eagles scored, I think it was twenty-eight to seven. They just scored again, and she's got her, she's got a towel or something in her hand. She's in her, her Christian McCaffrey jersey or something, and in slow motion, fudge. Oh, yeah. It was just like <laughs> Ralphie from from uh, a Christmas story, except for she didn't say fudge. And it was just the slow-mo mouth of it. And I'm like, ah, they slow-moed the big F-bomb out of that lady's mouth, and they think they're getting away with one. Watch it. Complain. You have the nerve to go online and say, I can't believe this. It's the same ones who watched, you know, Shakira and J-Lo. This is basically porn, what's happening at the halftime show. Turn it off. Turn away. Yeah, change the channel. Yeah. I said that to Kirby during the 49ers game. Shanahan was on the sidelines upset a couple calls. And I said, Kirby, what do you think he's saying? I'm having so much yeah. fun here. <laughs> yeah. It was get over the cussing thing. It's it's we've lost that. That battle's lost. It's all gone. I know there's classiness to it and keep it together. And as a parent, it's your job to say, hey, don't go wandering around like a like a moron with a you know, a zero vocabulary outside of it. But get over it. First off, get over it. Second, teach your kids the right way to speak and, and make it so it's no big deal. It's ridiculous that Will they be facing fines? They were talking about that. Will they face fines for that? No. It's fleeting, and it should be like everything else. It's crazy. Anyway, I like the matchup. Chiefs-Eagles. The think, Andy, Andy Reid Bowl. I didn't realize he's the... And the Kelsey Bowl, too. Yeah, I know. Talking tra- about. Tra- uh, Travis and Jason are going to play. The uh, Andy Reid's the winningest coach in Philadelphia history and one game away in the regular season from being the winningest coach in Kansas City's history. That's pretty amazing. And he's got one Super Bowl to show for it, which is more amazing because he's been in championship games like crazy. Andy Reid will give a game away, and he tried yesterday because that Chiefs team outplayed the Bengals like crazy in the first half, and it was 13-6 to at halftime. So we said, I mean, like, as far as all the opportunities you had, and we came away oh, down two scores, basically. Zero yards your first three drives. Yep. I'm like, and still, Kansas City couldn't do anything. They couldn't get it right. Bengals' defense was pretty They're playing really well, year. but... Yeah. I mean, Kansas City's offense should have taken advantage of everything. Burrow's throwing picks. And, I mean, it was just momentum swings in case he didn't do a thing with it. And, yeah, Cincinnati's defense played well. But 
those are the games where you're like, oh, this this could very easily have been blowout. And All I think Patrick Mahomes tightened it up, which yeah. they did, and you had your opportunity. You just needed to hit one. And it and it just eliminates all the rest because you were yeah. within one play the whole game, which was uh, outstanding. But Andy Reid now will go and lose to the Eagles in the Super Bowl because that's what Andy Reid does in big games, especially meaningful big games. And uh, I think the Eagles. I think that defense just. I, I don't know what the the point spread is to start. I would guess it's probably five, four, five. I would definitely say the Eagles are going to win this thing. And the Eagles' last three... Think it'll be that much? Oh, yeah. I, I think the last... Maybe not early on. I think it will yeah. be. The last three playoff games, the Eagles have won 38-7, 38-7, And that, was, that goes back to the year before. That's that's impressive. Like, that's their last three wins. They're just bombing people. And I don't think anybody realizes how good they are on defense. That defensive line, having 70-plus sacks in the season. The Steelers have led the, the league in sacks... The other than this year, the prior five years, usually it was around 56 to 60 sacks. And that was big. These guys were in the 70s. Every one on the defensive line has double-digit sacks. That is a team that gets after the quarterback. And with Patrick Mahomes, if he stays hobbled and high ankle sprains very rarely heal in less Got than six two weeks, weeks yeah. man, it's going to be a... Give me the shot. How much do you see? Oh, that, uh, and that's the other thing. Patrick Mahomes saying... God healed me this week. And I'm like, did he? Or was it the Toradol that obviously started to wear off in the third quarter? You didn't look too healed to me. I'd question your deity because uh, I'm pretty sure uh, you got juiced up. And that was why you played yesterday. Nothing to do with religion or DeMar Hamlin's people or anything else. There were no prayers. It was Toradol. I want athletes to give credit where it's due. I'm so sick of them thanking ghosts for things instead of just going, man, the glories and power of Toradol are why I played today. And if it weren't for Tor at all, I wouldn't have been out there. Because that stuff, and it'll ruin my life later on, and I'll I'll be dumber, and my leg's going to hurt twice as much. But it got me through a championship game. Um, Emmett Smith did that when he broke his clavicle. He thanked Jesus for that. And I'm like, hmm. I happen to uh, know a couple of your teammates who said that you were so full of Tor at all, you couldn't even know, you, you didn't even know you had the ball in your hand sometimes. You were numb from the shoulders down. Just one one athlete comes out and says, yeah, it was all Toradol painkillers. Loads and loads of painkillers and Toradol. That is the uh, the greatest invention in the history of Not sports. back in the day when you didn't have it and you wrapped it and went out oh, there. They, I don't think that ever happened. I think they rubbed all sorts of drugs on everything. I mean, everybody acts like there was a pure time. I don't think there was. They found whatever it was that worked. They would inject aspirin. They'd put anything into a wound. Knees. Those things got loaded with some the, kind of plant they'd rub on it or yeah, whatever they had. I remember Mark Malone said he blew his knee out on the turf during a game, and in, in the locker room they weren't working on it or looking at it to see what was bad. He said I had about six needles in my knee. I didn't even know what was going in. They weren't asking. I was going back out there because they needed. He was a receiver because the Steelers were down on players and they needed. He was a fast runner. He was supposed to be a decathlete. He was the 1980 decathlete for the United States, and we boycotted the Olympics. He was going to go to Moscow. And people forget, Mark Malone was a speed demon at ASU when he played here. And he said, I got shot for, with everything. And he goes, I went out, I didn't feel a thing. Tore it all. Probably around back then, they just called it something else. But yeah, just one athlete that goes up and just thanks the medical team and the magic of 
illegal street drugs that they shove into these players on a regular basis would just be amazing. But no, it's all ghosts. Ghosts help me do this. Ghosts help me do that. Not really. Praise the ghost, John. Yeah, praise the ghost. But the ghost gave you the tortle. Without the tortle, your ghost was fairly useless. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You're not going out there on that sprained ankle without the tortle. But he played all right. He played pretty well. Patrick Mahomes is just, he's got that magic touch. He's making Andy Reid. You know, everybody's making him a god. But if, had he not had Patrick Mahomes, he'd probably been winning still. But he's he's man, he tried real hard to make that game worse than it was, and there it was. So the Bengals will go home. That one guy's going to be on suicide watch for about three weeks. Hopefully, he's Surprise, got. Surprise! His knee didn't blow out because it looked like it went. On it that looked ugly. Like yeah. Well, hopefully he's got ghosts in his corner because he's going to need help. That's going to be tough sleep when you're the goat. The bad goat, not the greatest of all time goat, but the old-fashioned goat where you do the one play everybody's going to remember for a long time. That's brutal. It, and all of his teammates were standing there going, this is a team effort. It wasn't just one play. Eh, yeah, it was. It really it kind of was. It was that guy at the end there making that terrible mistake in a clutch time. Sometimes it comes down to that one play. That all was my one. Uh, that energy was, was just focused on Eli Apple making that play. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it, <laughs> Eli. Not this <laughs> Eli game. makes a lot of mistakes. He and made he a couple went, during the game. He just had one. Yeah. Had, one he, big one. It was not little, and it was, yeah, it was the whole. It was like the, three-quarter. I, you know, I caught myself twice saying, uh, I, was, I almost said, thank God Eli's having a good game right now. I didn't yeah. say oh, it out loud. Oh, don't say that. Right. Knock on something hard. But, yeah, the... Uh, Sometimes that happens in clutch moments. I mean, we all, as a baseball fan, you remember Donnie Moore uh, for the uh, California Angels at the time, before they were the Anaheim Angels, and he threw a ninth inning, uh, game ending walk off home run to Dave Hindu Henderson, who just blasted it out of the. Like 10 years later, Donnie Moore killed himself, and in the note, it basically said, This is why that one pitch. He still couldn't shake it. Well, of course he couldn't shake it. It was the it was to go to the World Series. And he got walked off by the Reds. I mean, it just got it was ridiculous. I think it was eighty six. Got and ten years later, he and he started hitting his wife at home. He got domestic violence charges somewhere in between. He kind of lost his mind, which is the whole basis of Ace Ventura, the Ray Finkel kick. Mm. The guy missed the clutch kick. You, nobody ever says it's a team sport when a when Scott Norwood shanked one to the right, the wide right kick. For the Buffalo Bills is not the Buffalo Bills' fault. That is one dude having a job, losing it. Not doing his job. And not doing his job, and that's kind of what happened to that linebacker. Although I feel bad for him because it was a hustle play. It is the one that that made it possible for the Chiefs to win in regulation. Yes, there are other plays that lead to that. But in that moment, you could the one thing you could not do is add bad yardage to their kick. You had him. Oh, it was brutal. Brutal. But there you go. So you got the Eagles and the Chiefs coming to uh, Arizona in two weeks, along with thousands and thousands of douchebags. They're going to be wandering around our streets, clogging up our restaurants, making a mess of things. But in the end, paying school teachers that handsome $28,000 a year through state taxes, which we love. And come on down. We'll have you all there. Well, I pregamed at uh, douchebags up there at uh, Barrett Jackson yeah. this weekend, oh, did you? too. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of douchebags. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pregame. Ooh, it's yeah. leading up to it. <laughs> You know there's a lot of douchebags when they're for who, yeah, is your natural reaction to that. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I drove yesterday, and I don't normally do this. I drove all the way to a place called Las Endas, New Mexico, to watch the games. I mean, beautiful, it is far. It is a oh. far drive. Las Endas, New Mexico, which is as far east as you can go. It's at the base of the uh, Sandia Peaks in Albuquerque in the Northeast Heights. It's where uh, Hank Asac Schrader lived in uh, Breaking Bad. Drove all the way out there because that's evidently where Doug Hopkins has decided to have a home, and he has been begging me to come to his house for I can't tell you how long, begging me. You never come to my house. You never. I'm like, yes, I don't because you live too far away. You know how many nice, fun uh, championship game parties I passed to get all the way to your house? I mean, thousands of them. Thousands. In my neighborhood, there was cars stacked up at a couple houses over. And I'm like, well, there's an AFC-NFC championship game party right there. I got to drive right by it. I drove for hours and ended up having a pretty good time once I got there. But my God, that's a far drive. Well, what he's thinking. And then I realize he goes to Suns games on a regular basis. Desert living. Oh, he's got to have 10 <laughs> million miles on his cars. It's a nice place, the beautiful views, all that. But my Lord, does the man live far away. And it was all basically so Doug could, uh, you know, introduce me to his friends as his friend. And I know that means a lot to him. Oh, it's a big day. <laughs> big day. Yeah, he, had, he doesn't have a lot of cool friends. I met his friends. and <laughs> So having me there really kind of helped him out. I think. <laughs> but his buddy Sam, the Make-A-Wish kid, I talk about him all the time. It was nice to watch that. Sam, the Make-A-Wish kid, was at the game, and or at the party at Doug's house. And, uh, oh, he's an Eagles fan. And it is just so nice because he's had so many bad breaks with his birth defects and stuff. Yeah. To have this happen for him twice in the last five years. And they didn't, I, I guarantee you, for the last ten years, Sam, they didn't think he was going to make it. And again, he has trouble standing up. If he gets out of a chair, he just kind of wobbles. You got, he's like a little gnome. But... Stayed in the uh, Shriners blanket. Yeah, oh, he, knew, time, he, he was so up. cold the whole day. It was weird. Like we had to Caleb the whole yeah, time. We had to keep him. Well, he's not. He can't text. His thumbs don't work. Uh, so we had to put him over in the sun a lot. Like move him into the sun. And poor Sam just sat there screaming. I'm a Eagles fan. I need to have a glass of water. You're like, all right, we'll get you some water. And he'd shout something. Just atrocious because he's from Philadelphia and those people have no couth at all. <laughs> Did you hear they, you know, they're announcing that the uh, the police had greased the poles. Yeah. The post help didn't help. <laughs> no. I no, mean, they're no. showing Philadelphia. <laughs> uh-uh. A friend kept going back here the streets right now in Philadelphia. Look, if there's any city that has figured out how to climb grease street lights, it's Philadelphia. Because they're usually so grimy and dirty, it negates the grease. Uh, like Sam was yesterday. But he was, you know, we were making bad. I, I walked, the first thing is, I, I walked into Doug's house, and they're doing uh, quarterly numbers where you everybody puts in $10, 10 numbers, and you fill in a, a slot of 10. You can do as many cards as you want. And I walked in, and Doug's telling me, if you if you want in on this, I'll get you in. And I, I uh, Apple pay him $10. I'm like, okay. He goes, you got to be present to win. I'm like, Doug, I'm going to come. Don't worry. <laughs> you always say you're coming over, and you never come over. I'm like, this is a desperate ex-girlfriend. Ta- you're being weird. Stop it. And so I uh, walked in after the second quarter had ended. I guess it was the third quarter. I walked in on the third quarter. 
They said, your number's this. I'm like, all right, third quarter ends. I win. I win the first one, 100 bucks right in my pocket nice. just for showing up. And then I win the next one, too, $200 right off. Boom, boom. I won 200 bucks. And, and then I realized that the best part about that was Doug not only had to beg me to come, he had to pay me to be there, which is even better. <laughs> it was great. But I'm just so I'm, I was so happy for Make a Wish Sand because I've I've been around him a lot and his big club shoe on his left foot because his left leg is oh, about yeah. a foot shorter than oh. his right leg and just wobbling around the backyard it was adorable and then in the middle of the whole thing he comes out he'd taken his clothes off and like oh no the Make a Wish kid is disrobed and he's in his diaper and he's bouncing around and like oh this is terrible. But he's so happy. Don't have to use the sticks anymore. That's good. Yeah, I hope he lasts the next two weeks. That's all. I just hope he gets to see his team one more, one more time in the big game. But that was the only real saving grace for me. I didn't have a dog in the, in the fight. So, watching that little boy, that dying, hideous little boy, <laughs> Sam the Make a Wish kid. <laughs> I'll try to get pictures of him, but he doesn't show up real good in pictures because he's uh, always shaking so hard. So it's just always it's like blurry. Blur. Yeah. 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 Somewhere or another, he's getting married in a couple months, and his wife's real pretty. I think she's, I think that's his make a wish. I think that's it. <laughs> Katie's uh, underachieved as a human it's being. Good hiring. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I know how make a wish pulled this one off, but they got the boy Sam. And he keeps saying, I'm not a make a wish kid. Quit telling people I've got a disease. I'm like, oh, that's so adorable that they've, they've told you that the power of positive thinking will somehow make all this go away. Because <laughs> he's clearly not well. But that's all right. It was fun. The game was fun. And going all the way out there was good. And then at uh, halftime of the Chiefs and Bungles, I realized I had another eight hour drive to get home. It was tough. But I got here and slept it off, and we're good. But the game was, uh, the game was fun. Football. Now we got nothing. This is the week I hate more than anything it's in the like football, football season. I know. This is the I, this, that Pro Bowl doesn't. I, I've never watched a Pro Bowl anyway. I'm going to watch it even less now. But the uh, this is the week that that preps you for the next twenty weeks of like, oh, we have to find things to do on Sunday, and then you look over and see that lady just chomping at the bit because you're going apple picking and you're going antiquing. She's got all sorts of ideas of what may be happening. Sundays are theirs now, and we have to dodge them. You have to start coming up with excuses and stuff that aren't, like, obvious. Three. Yeah, about three weeks you have to. You're uh, screwed. Spring, spring training kind of well, kicks you, you, in a little bit. Spring training's but... a tough one because you actually have to go. Yeah. Football's great because you can say, oh, I can't football Sunday. We can't do anything on Sunday. And then you just get in the on the lay there all day long. Not really doing anything. You can't just say, I'm going to watch baseball games because there's. 162 of them you can miss if you and you do like you're not watching every single white Sox game so she knows you can miss a couple damn close i know i watch a lot (laughs) but i mean you know and if you can pull that off then you've won (laughs) but it gets tough where you're looking around going oh no i gotta go to we're going to some winery on sunday pointers from our uh, buddy doug that used to work here he he hasn't he hasn't went to a game all season so (laughs) he'll know what to do on sundays if he's a pointers he wasn't allowed no He'll have plenty of activities. Yeah, you can go antiquing yeah. with your wife. Not and, Doug you know. so much, because I know he was watching, but... Uh, was he? Our old friend, uh, Rosie Cheeks Brett, whose girlfriend, during the football that season... That was a lockdown. ...just locked him out. He doesn't watch the game anymore. They're not even together. And he's so out of it. He was so brainwashed away. He's still away. afraid to watch the yeah, game. Yeah, he's scared of football. 
She threatened their marriage every time he wanted to. I'm going to go watch the game with the guys. I thought you wanted to spend time with me. There's something you love more than me. Oh, no, no, no. We'll go to Sedona and we'll stare at sunsets, I guess. That was brutal to watch. The Steelers were here before you, and they'll they'll be be here here after. Exactly. That's because they hate seeing us truly in love. They don't know. They think it's them. And then they see us with our real love, our passion, which is a sporting team. Like some sort of, that's our real love. And we look at them like, how dare you interrupt her while the game's on? (laughs) That's what they want us to do for them. We don't love them that much. I know deep down you don't love anybody more than Ohio State. You don't let it show, but you don't. If she asked you not to watch anymore, never watch another Ohio State football game again. You, so long. You'd say goodbye to her. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry to hear this. I, I know. I'm so sorry you're not going to want to watch Ohio State football games with me. Here, You're going to have to go. If I was ever asked by somebody, if, if you watch another Steeler game, you can't ever talk to me again. It would be an announcement, a proclamation of how easy it is to get rid of this person. Okay, that's simple. You don't have my best interests at heart if you're asking me that. You can't do that 16 years into this. Oh, you can't do it ever. You can't do it the first right, year. Well, it, if it's, it's a, in the beginning, it's uh, that's easy. It's uh, we're just simple. not working out. You start doing it in the in the marriage, and you you don't you don't care about my happiness. I just want to do what makes you happy. I just want to watch football all weekend. But you've got to do something for me. Not that, and I'm not giving this up. This is what I really love. Your second, second mm, number two. Understand that always, always. No man says it out loud. Of course, you're my number one lady. I love you so much. But try to take his football away and watch how fast you become unnecessary. I don't know. I've seen a lot of ride or die on uh, Instagram posts on anniversaries. Oh, sure, uh, anniversaries. You got to play pretend that they're. Was, but there's the but your anniversary, the first God. football game you watched. You remember? You keep the ticket. This lady's incredible. Let me ask you this: Did you keep the first receipt from the first date you went on with Ronnie? No, but I bet you somewhere in a house framed is the first ticket you went to an Ohio State game because I have my first Steeler game framed. You keep that receipt. Did you keep the receipt the first time you saw me? No. Dumb. You cost me a fortune. That ticket was $1,500. Yeah, but it was the foot. You don't realize what I saw. (laughs) Boo-hoo, sister. You knew what I loved when you met me. Do I have any jerseys with your name on it? No. But I got a closet full of them with loads of strangers, and I'm going to have more. That's and large black men on them. Giant black guy's clothes. I, I wear those, and I swoon when it shows up in the mail. Oh, my Devin Bush is here. <laughs> I get all excited. I put it on the second it gets there. It smells like the mail. I don't care. She gets you a shirt, and you're like, eh, all right. I've got a shirt with my face and my picture and my name on it. Yeah, I'm never wearing this. Everybody tease me. This is horrible. Why don't you want to wear the shirt with my name? Because you're not famous. Or I'm good a at man. football because I'm a dude. Football first. Who's Booby Clark? <laughs> yeah, Booby Clark <laughs> is my favorite football player ever. That's who. You don't have a me jersey. And I never will. That would be gay. How is that gay? It just is. <laughs> Me wearing a giant black man's jersey, not gay. A jersey with your name on it, super gay. My friends would kill me. It's dumb. Ladies, you just have to understand it. We love it more than you, and we always will. We don't watch, uh, even if she had a TV, like, we don't, the ratings don't soar through the moon of shows called, uh, you know, 
that's my wife. I guess the housewives do okay, but it's with them. The women watch that. Even they, uh, we're you know, not watching even, that. Even one of those have imploded with that oh, yeah, Lisa Rinna. Right. She's yeah, they're uh, nuts. That's a nutbag show. It's a show about nutbags. It's a show about watching your wives all in a gaggle. We don't want to watch that. If they filmed their lunches, we'd be disinterested, even if they were talking trash about us. But we filmed the lunch and everything we talked about. No interest. None. We talked about you. Don't care. Do not care. If you're watching the NFL Network, you're t- the Chargers are being analyzed. You don't even care. I do care about that. Well, we talked a lot about you and what you could do differently. Great. Awesome. Not watching it. How you can change. I don't care. The Chargers need to start working on what they do with their uh, rub routes. They've got they're getting penalized too much on rub routes as picks. I know that. Whatever you guys were, whatever your gaggle was talking about at lunch, no interest, none. Because I don't want to hear about periods and cramps and, and bloat. That's all they talk about. <laughs> Food. That's it. There's nothing interesting happening at that lunch. Andrew Siciliano is giving me actual information I can use on the NFL Network. You, you guys are just complaining. <laughs> it's true. Well, we'll have a week without it, so you got to start gauging up, boys. Start getting ready for that football stuff again. Oof, man, it's a tough time. It's a tough transition. you got to try to convince them you're interested in golf for three straight days so you don't have to go to the apple orchard. Yuck. Uh, it's 6.15. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one! And we'll scream it together. The Super Bowls are coming. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.